Welcome to Runners Radio, where each episode, Rick brings you the stories and learnings of some of the world's most exceptional athletes, coaches, and human beings. If you enjoy the show, we would be so grateful if you could leave us a five-star review. It really does help us to help a lot more people the world over. The show is brought to you by runners.com. That's R-U-N-N-E-Z.com. The world's ultimate online running coach for any level of fitness. Runners and Rick will not only ensure you run quicker from one kilometre to the marathon, but Rick will ensure you have a truckload of fun and he sets you up so you just can't fail. If you're looking to begin your running journey, lacking structure and motivation, running for fitness and well-being, or after a marathon PB, Runners is the coach you need. Check them out today and do something for you. Let's get on with the show. G'day and welcome to Runners Radio. Now, I tell you what, the lady sitting across my PC today is one of the brightest Australian athletes we have, probably world athletes, um, world over, sport over, but one of the brightest young basketballs in the nation. I welcome Jade Melbourne to the show. We'll get into her CV in a minute, but welcome, Jade. Yes, thanks for having me. You're a superstar. Where, where do we find you this afternoon? I'm just in my room in Canberra, so just chilling out um, at the new place, which has been good. Jade's just finished a, a gym session this morning, and she's just come out of a, a many many a quarantine this year, which we'll get into her about why she's been in quarantine so often, but um, just hotel quarantine. But Jade, I tell you, you've done it all. So just turned 19 in August. Um, for the listeners that aren't familiar with basketball, Jade has already at 19 um, really achieved such a great CV. Opals, were you the youngest Opal on the, the latest Asian Cup Asia Cup campaign? I was, yeah. Youngest Opal coming straight off um, the silver medal for the Gems at the World Cup that was. So that's huge. And that was only how many weeks before your Opals call up? Uh, I think it was only like six weeks beforehand. So you've yeah. gone, you've got, was, now was that in Hungary and then Jordan? Have I got that right? Where was yeah. the World Cup? The World Cup was in Hungary. Yeah. And, and the Asia Cup was in Jordan. That's right. So for the listeners, she represented Australia at under 19 level, and we're going to take you through Jade's life and her, her campaign and her training methodologies and, and the like. But under 19 level, just turned 19 herself, World Cup, silver medalist, uh, USA. Yeah, got you, they got, got you in the final. USA got you in the final. But Jade was named to the world, the world, listen to that, the world starting five under 19 level, gets back in, in the country, Australia, quarantines, is that right? Yep. And then gets the call up, and the opals are as big as and Australia. If you are overseas, and I've got a lot overseas, we, we hold our our opals are really on the hot. Like they are top echelon athletes, um, household names in Australia for right through the nineties, uh, noughties, and, and now of course in twenty one. Jade gets caught up at the tender age of nineteen, and I tell you what, you did magnificent in that series as well. I guess how was that? And then you had to quarantine again post that. Tell us, go Jordan. We'll take us through a bit of Jordan meeting your idols, playing with your idols, training every day with your idols, and then we'll go back to the Jade Melbourne story where it all began. Yes, I mean, Jordan Jordan was unreal, really. Um, I got the call-up, so I was originally named as an emergency, but then I got the call-up and I was stoked. Um, I had two and a half weeks um, at home. It was meant to be six weeks, but it was cut short, and I was super grateful for the opportunity. So, yeah, like finding out that I was named in that squad with like a bunch of players that I've like looked up to, um, yeah, and now I was like playing alongside him. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, 
I just embraced all the opportunities and stuff. And the girls were like so welcoming and uh, we all got along so well. Um, and for a team that had a hundred minutes of preparation time, uh, that's all we had before the first game because we were all locked out of each other's states and we couldn't get together. Um, we did really well. And I think that's, that's like, we kind of represented how Australia people like to play basketball. We were selfless. Um, we were always team first and, yeah, it's come away with a bronze medal. Was just topped it all off, really. But yeah, it was like a little childhood dream that I've had for ages. I've always wanted to play for the Opals, and I've kind of caught the bug now. I just want to keep getting better and keep, um, yeah, having experiences like that. So it was unbelievable, and I loved every minute of the tournament. Well, it's amazing. So I'd already, um, we'd already had Jade on the radar to get on the show a few months before, just for mutual friends. A few months before the Opals experience, and I just couldn't believe it when I was. Um, looking at that unfold, um, to get to you're always going to be an opal. I think people would have called it three, four years ago, but to to do it so young um, at this tender age and to really hold your own, uh, a couple of nice free pointers there in one of those important games, which I, I know that's probably you, you did a lot of other one percenters as well. You talk about the selflessness, the team, the team stuff, the intensity, um, and the energy, and that's you, you've been described in those four adjectives so so often, but. Um, I'll get to your style and the way you go about things, but where did it all begin, Jade? Now the listeners have got a bit of a base of where you're at now. Where did it all begin for you in the uh, early 2000s? Yeah, so for me, um, so it was actually my nan. So nan always brought like us a super cool gift for Christmas. Like one year it was a trampoline. I think it was a slide one year. And then I think I was five and she brought us a basketball hoop. And like I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then next minute had a basketball, a hoop. I was out in the backyard all the time just shooting hoops and Mum got in contact with someone new, uh, she knew that was involved in basketball. I uh, got myself in a local team and then I haven't looked back since. I just continued to move and then we moved up to Terrellwin, got into a team straight away and uh, ever since then I haven't looked back really. I've just kept looking for opportunities to like, um, yeah, put myself at a higher level and stuff like that. And then, yeah, progressively, um, yeah, just went up the ranks kind of thing and now I'm in the position I am today. Wow. Yeah, very well succincted but we'll get back i reckon so 12 years of age you moved to Terrellian, is that right uh, a bit younger than that bit younger. i think so, i was like seven or eight yeah so gippsland maybe so was it 12 years old that you, you stopped footy or footy interleague was there as well so australian yeah. rules in uh listeners overseas we talk about footy so much on on this show and, and in the runners sessions like jade very 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 competent footballer young footballer interleague and all that kind of stuff so when did you make the call i'll say this when did you make the call that basketball is the way you're going to go because the AFLW would already have just been in its infancy, maybe around that period, or maybe about to about to launch. So, when did you make the call? The basketballs the day? Yeah, so I think I was in year eight, so I was like 13, 14 years old, and I made my first um big, big country state team. So, state training was on a Saturday in Melbourne, a uh, Sunday in Melbourne, and footy was on a Sunday. So it was impossible; it wasn't going to work. So. Mum basically said, what do you want to do? It's either footy or basketball because I couldn't do all the running around anymore. Everything was clashing. Um, and I thought basketball was kind of my thing. I kind of, I enjoyed both. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think I had an equal passion for both. But I think, I don't know, there was just something about basketball that I enjoyed that a little bit more. And um, I thought that was something that I wanted to do. And I had some really good friends involved in that. So that's what I decided to do. And I'm glad I made that decision, I guess. Yeah, you're awesome. I reckon it's a pretty like for for anyone at the pointy end that Jade is like one of the best five her age in the world. Um, there's usually more than one sport at play, which I love. I love the the multifactorial sports, and I'm massive on. And if any parents have listened to some of our methodologies, massive. You let your young kids do whatever they can until they got to choose. Jade had to choose, but it was 13, 14, so she had a massive go. 
at all at the at the both sports. It's really amazing. Traveling around, this is a thing um, in Australia, listeners, especially country Victoria. Um, now, Shazza, Shazza, Sharon, Shazza's your mum, Sharon, is yeah. it? Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Brett, Brett Melvin, your, your, your champion dad. Brett owned a pub. Um, it still does own pubs. Two hotels. One, two. Yeah. That's yep. the one, two. So yeah. they're in country Tarragon and everywhere is far. Um, and basketball, rep basketball, you've got to travel everywhere. It's not like um local footy or, or netball. Like you've got it. You've really got to travel. So it would have been a few hours done in the car. Yeah, that was plenty. I mean, like I'll be forever in debt to the amount of travel that my parents did. Like every Friday night, we're going to Melbourne. Practices were from Melbourne to Shepparton to Bendigo, anywhere in between. Like, uh, they did so much driving and everything just so I could like try and pursue my and chase my dreams. So. Yeah, I'll forever be in debt to them, but yeah, I mean, they were so good. They made so many sacrifices. Um, and shout out to my sisters, I guess, too. They were constantly hanging out with Nan or um, staying at friends' houses and stuff because they would either come and support me or, um, yeah, be be looked after by someone else. But I mean, like the sacrifices and all the love my family showed me, um, I couldn't have done it without them. So, uh, wow. yeah, there's a lot of country driving involved. Um, but I think that's kind of a special bond like our country family kind of yeah. had. Um, everyone was just so grateful for be there. And I think you, it made you love and have more passion about the game, I feel. And, yeah, I'm grateful that I'm a country kid. And, yeah, I'm grateful for my parents and the family sacrifices they made. Well said. Brilliantly said. It's so spot on, isn't it? Like, yeah, you got you, what's important, you know what's important. You've got your family and you're, you are traveling in the car so much together. Um, your siblings, obviously, as well. Like, everyone just everyone just understands like what's important and you're traveling for sport the sport you the love the game you love um and the place you love you're a bit you're still a big Terrellgan girl at heart um you yeah. love yeah and you're always I know you're always big to mention them and always talk about um Gippsland and Terrellgan as a whole and, and it's not it's not an easy um thing to get around out there and look you guys just you, like you said your parents just did the job and they they would never have said a word they just get in the yeah. car and off, off they go and that's what makes sport so special um and the country athletes really um i reckon they've got something really special in that like it doesn't matter jade's one of the best in the world but like even if you if you well your whole teenage years just playing sport around victoria or anywhere in, in the country and and just traveling from a country region or it's that something special about that i reckon that um that a few of us in metro definitely miss out on um so you're growing up basketball's definitely starting to be your game family is starting to obviously they're always been around your whole teenage life as a as a teenage athlete, Jade, what were you doing? I guess on the outside, um, away from the game, away from the club. We, did you always have a drive just to continue to get yourself better with extras training and, and all the other usual stuff? One percenters, we say. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, like you got to make a few sacrifices too, because like obviously, like when you're at that age, like fifteen, sixteen, you've also got school to balance as well. Um, so a lot of times you can't like you obviously make the time to hang out with your friends and stuff on the weekend and stuff but a lot of time you have to kind of be selfish and just focus on yourself so a lot of the time like Saturday mornings I would go shooting Um, I would make sure that I was like doing some extra stuff because like if you just do the stock standard trainings during the week like you're not going to separate yourself from anyone else so I feel like that kind of stuff Um, I'm not the strongest player ever it's something that I've got to continue to work on every day so I think like the strength and conditioning side when I came around 14, 15, like just body weight stuff. Like I had to get that done so I could stay in really good shape. Um, But yeah, I was constantly trying to like look to better my game. I watch a lot of basketball too. So just those kind of things, I guess it's all kind of sacrifices and stuff. But 
um it's something i enjoyed doing so it was never really um a challenge or anything like that i'm like pretty self-motivated so um yeah i was constantly looking to better myself in that um a, a lot of the things like sometimes you you might lose a friend here or there and stuff but you realize who your true friends are i guess and um it's all worthwhile in the end i've heard you speak a bit but you are one of the great role models i reckon for young kids uh, both male and female in any sport or just anything that wants to be a high achiever doesn't have to be sport but just those little things are brilliant the way you and you just say it like the way it is like yeah you are it's still not easy at 14 15 16 it's very easy to do take the easy route sometimes um and our brains we're wired as humans to take the easy route so the fact that i knew that was the case and at 14 15 um to do those little things they're ingrained, they're hardwired. And I know you've credited, we're about to talk about Canberra and that, you've credited the AS with many of this stuff as well, but you were doing it as a country girl in Terralgan. Um, and the peer pressures are there to to probably not do it, but you've already got a lot of talent. You're already at the pointy end of your small pond. So, but how much, how far do you want to take this game and how, how much do you want to, and again, we use basketball as this metaphor, but life in general um, as a high achiever, it's just about putting in those little, those little one percenters that really, uh, comp like really compounds okay marginal gains compound over the years and you're 19 now and you're starting to cash in at a real young age you're starting to cash in on the, on those little one percent so for any parents out there it's it's hard because you don't want to force the kid like jade very self-motivated so it is hard but um just just really just maybe show on this show and and, and pointing towards someone like jade to, to watch what she's already done in life and and over the next 15 to 20 years so how do we get to Canberra? So was there much on the cards in VCE times? And tell us how we got to Canberra because you've had a pretty big two or three years. Yeah, so I think it was like it was the middle of year 10. Um, I made my second Oz team, so I got selected to the under-17 World Cup team. And off the back of that, um, the head coach at the AIS um, got in contact with my parents, so they kind of kept it a secret from me. Um, Mum didn't really want me to leave, so she kind of like kept it off the cards. But it got to about October, I think, yeah, October 2018. I was coming to the end of year 10 and I got offered a scholarship to the Centre of Excellence in Canberra. So super stoked. Like that was kind of like I've always set like little goals along the way and that was one of them. That was one of the big ones. So uh, I was super excited to accomplish that and fulfil that. So uh, I finished up year 10 at Lavala in Terrelgan and then, yeah, made the move to Canberra. So um it wasn't too hard leaving home because I knew like they were only seven hours drive away um like a mum was obviously a bit emotional and stuff but uh yeah to move up there um you know, it's the best environment possible for someone that wants to play basketball at the highest level um you got world-class coaches world-class facilities you're training against um the hand-picked um 13 that are also really talented girls in the age group and stuff and you're just in an environment where everyone just is wants to do the same thing and everyone's passionate about the same thing. So it was kind of like my ideal lifestyle. And to be honest, the two and a half years I was there went so quick. Um, I came out a better player than I walked in. I'm a better person now. And, I'm, yeah, I'm super thankful for that opportunity. I had an absolute blast and my basketball just got a whole lot better. So it was awesome. It's Yeah. So did you were you doing school for there as well? Yeah. So they send us off to um, a local school in Canberra. It's called Lake G. Um, yeah. and then yeah I did year 11 and 12 there and stuff which we all did um which was cool um but yeah like I'm not the biggest school person but I always got it done oh good <laughs> that's amazing and, and the AAS is the mecca uh for, yeah. for high performance sport uh, especially basketball it's a real it is a mecca for those of you overseas I'm sure um the AAS has had a lot of press over the last three decades with our Olympians and this kind of stuff and Jade and they're really big in this basketball now you were playing 
there. Yeah, but when was the senior call up to the Canberra Capitals or the, the University of Canberra Capitals now in the WNBL? Um, I know you had a bit in the hub there. Was that your debut? So tell the listeners, take the listeners through your senior call up, and then we'll move on to the college office. Yeah. So what happened was, um, it was just one night really. Like um, I'd finished training for the day. Um, I was in the shower and I was just listening to music. My speaker cut out and um, I'd missed the call from someone. So got out of the shower and it was the head coach of the Caps. And I was like, oh wow, this is crazy. Um, what does he kind of want on this Thursday Thursday night? Um. And he basically rang him back straight away and he said, hey, I want you to come to the hub with us. We're a player short. Um, would you be interested? And I, obviously I was interested. Um, called my parents straight away. I was like, hey, like I just got off the phone. Paul Goris, he wants me to come to the hub. Um, and then the next day I was in, in practice with them. And um, that was super cool because it never really crossed my mind to play the WNBL that year because rosters were filling up. I thought I'd kind of miss my chance kind of thing. But when I got that call, I was stoked. And then... Yeah, a month later, I was on a plane to Mackay to start six-week hub season. So, really cool. I think I got so much out of that hub, and that's why I decided to um, skip the college pathway and stay here and play professionally in Australia. And um, yeah, what I got out of that seven weeks with the team was unbelievable. Just trainings, individuals, um, girls that have played in the Olympics, played it over overseas, WNBA um, veterans. Like it was just super good for my development. I think. I'll get so much growth out of staying here in Australia and playing in this competition for a long time now. For someone like a sponge like yourself, like you do, like you said, you love studying the tapes and um, you probably learn so much face-to-face as well. you got you got WNBA veterans, you got a, a legends of a WNBL and, and you're in this like this real accelerated version, uh, which for the hub life was, like you were living and breathing it. It was, it was an accelerated version. So for someone like you, your brain just t- is taking everything in and you're actually – going and practicing it on the court flat out as well it's 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 crazy and it's funny how things happen and like the the ncaa stuff was on the table of course and um so i guess give the listener an idea because it's huge college ball is huge but there is a lot of athletes now male female in all sports that are choosing to turn professional at a much younger age and it's been hugely beneficial so um take the uh, take the listeners through that and they had a few sleepless nights and the like just eventually coming to this decision yeah, so um, so I committed to Arizona State back in August 2020. Um, kind of so I was meant to go on a couple of official visits to the USA, but obviously COVID was a thing last year and um, it kind of didn't allow for that to happen. So I committed there um, and that was always on the cards. Like uh, I was going to finish off my scholarship to the AIS in July last uh, this year and then go over to America. But um, when I got the call up, with the Caps, um, I absolutely loved every minute of the season. Uh, I got so much out of that, uh, out of it. And then um, it got to the end of the year and the head coach, Paul Goris, was like, hey, we'd love to have you back kind of thing. So um, before that, like it was always going to be, okay, I'll do I'll do the WNBL season, but now I'm going to prep for college. But after the season, I reflected on it. I was like, okay, this is a legitimate option. Like I can compete at this level. Um, I've learned so much and I feel like my game's gone to a whole nother level. So. I was like, okay, like I really got to think about this. So he wanted a, a decision off me in like March, but it didn't happen. Um, from January to May, I was constantly tossing, turning, didn't know what to do. And I finally sat down with a couple of people that I like really trusted um, and really knew what they were talking about in the basketball world and people that were close to me, got a heap of different opinions. And then I thought, um, yeah, 
that was going to be my best decision and then ultimately decided the WNBL. So um stoked that happened. Um, it was a big relief off my shoulders and I can just focus on that now. But I'm super stoked to be here and I think it's going to help me in the long run with my basketball. Yeah, I, I, like I think so. It's it's a good I think for the what you've experienced already. Uh, it's a great call. Like you've already been on that many Australian teams at it under nineteen and seventeen level. Go to the Opals only only a month ago and be at the top end in senior representative basketball and to medal. But all, all these things um, are amazing. And so Canberra, like if you're just continuing on with the caps and ha- and and just progressing and improving, I think it's a good thing. Well, it's it's the kind of attitude of why fix what's not broken away. You know you're getting better. It's not as if you've you have not even close to plateaued. You probably won't hit your ceiling, Jade. Um, and I, I know I'm not a, a massive basketball man, but I, I do know a bit about the game. I reckon you won't hit your ceiling until 27, 28, 30, 30, yeah. 32, 34. Who, who knows, mate? So it's like, why can't we keep progressing every 12 months? Um, like, How does that work? So did you – I presume you've got a manager. I'm not sure. Who makes the call to the the University of Arizona? Yeah, so so I've got a manager now, but um, at, while I was still committed there, um, I wasn't allowed to sign the manager yet. So I'd had conversations with him, and then I had to make the call to Arizona State. And I mean, it was pretty hard phone call. Yeah, good girl. Like, yeah, it was not. It was like it was at the end of the day, it wasn't anything against them. Like, I think the college system's great, but it just came down to a personal decision. Um, and I thought the best decision for me was to stay here. So. Um, I just explained that to them. Um, I think Arizona is a great school. Um, and if the Caps thing didn't happen last year, like I would be there right now. But mm. um, yeah, it was a tough phone call. It went for a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm happy it's over now. And um, yeah, I just hope Arizona do great this year. But yeah, it you'll was tough. But, and yeah, then after that, I signed with my agent. So um, yeah, really cool. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you always have a, you always have a soft spot for them. Um, yeah, no, no, no doubt. And yeah, yeah, that is the thing. Unfortunately, um, there is little, uh, anyone that knows in, like, the system over there, you can't have a manager really. You can't, you can't take anything really. You, you got to live like a pauper almost. And that's nothing against any of it. It's just the way it is. Um, but with, with this situation, like you're going to be in America eventually, let's be honest. And we'll get to that, but it's nice to have another couple of years progressing or one year, whatever it is in, in Canberra, close to mum and dad. <laughs> Yeah. Only only a seven hour drive from mum and dad, especially um, when the, now the borders are opening. So all those kind of things are great, and just have another year of development with, with like it's the best coaches and S and C guy and and players, and and you got the best. You got some amazing um, basketballs over at the Caps that you're learning off every day as well. So yeah, you're right. I'm I'm I think I think it's a really cool decision for you, and everyone's got like you said different different um, circumstances. Is, is the yeah. biggest thing. Um, so it's great for Australian basketball. Um, selfishly, it's great for the WNBL. I think it's magnificent. Um, speaking of which, you, you're pumped for that season. And what's the season like? Is it a full season, excuse my ignorance, um, this coming season? Yeah, so um, we didn't know really. Like We thought there was going to be like hubs. Um, at one stage, there was going to be clusters where a couple of teams would go to a state um, and play three or four games and then fly back to reduce the amount of quarantine. But now with all the vaccine rates and borders opening up and it all being pretty sweet um yeah we're into a full home and away season so our first game is on the 5th of december i think in sydney um yeah so now at least like pre-season we've got something to aim for and train for um it was pretty weird training at one stage when you didn't know what was going on but now there's something to get ready for and uh yeah the team's all up and about we're pumped um we're just waiting on our import to get in from america and 
yeah, we're just all super excited. We're getting some chemistry going now and we just can't wait to take Sydney on on the fifth. That's awesome, Jade. It must be so nice to be able to, you're going to compete on the regular in real, in normal circumstances, uh, which you haven't been able to do at senior level ever because you're so young, of course, and the hub was, was so amazing, but so not, there wasn't regular circumstances. Yeah. So yeah, you're yeah. going to be able to compete like, like normal and it's just it's the best feeling buddy um how you're feeling give us give us a bit of a as a city you're just turned 19 years of age give us a bit of an idea of what you and be please don't be modest your strengths and your weaknesses as as a as an athlete and a basketball or both but yeah your strengths and your weaknesses which yeah, is good to no. yeah yeah cool no um yeah so i guess like my strengths are like i'm pretty i'm pretty quick so i have the ability to um get up and pressure the ball on defense and be a bit of a nuisance. Um, and then on the offensive end, like I love to just attack attack the rim. I love to get inside the uh, the paint, break my defender down one-on-one and create shots myself and teammates. I love to get my teammates involved. And I guess for me, I'm always energetic and up and about and stuff. So I feel like, yeah, I can bring my games, my teammates into the game. And that's kind of like what I like to pride myself on. Um, what I'm working on is in defense, like trying to get over screens, like um, – I'm a bit of a littler player um, in this team, so just trying to like negotiate myself um, and get over screens and stay attached to the ball. That's something that I'm working on on the defensive end, and then on the offensive end, um, my three point shot has come a long way in a few years. But yeah, just working on the consistency of that, um, trying to increase my percentage so uh, players can respect me a bit more from the three. So they're kind of my strengths and weaknesses and growth points at the moment. And um, yeah, there's some things that I'm looking on and yeah, continuing. To work on now as we speak, so yeah, looking forward to hopefully them getting a bit better. Those things are pretty malleable, mate. They're pretty trainable. Um, the yeah. outside, the outside shot, you've already come such a long way um, as yeah. a senior, as a senior baller, and as you can imagine, imagine another twelve months. So that that will be a, a threat, a genuine threat in the next twelve months. And and the strength, well, that's just time in the in the strength and conditioning room. And for you, it won't take long either because you're you're that you're that um, focused and disciplined on doing that kind of stuff. So that'll just come with natural development. Um, and the best thing there is just not to force it. You know it's going to come. You just keep yeah. doing the work. Just keep doing the work. Um, I, I love that attitude. Just things to improve, things to work on. And don't we love, um, as Aussie rules, um, tragic, don't we love all Jade's strengths are really massive in, in a game of football and, and those kind of stuff. The intensity, the the distribution of the ball, the energy, the defense in your face type stuff, the taking on one-on-one stuff. And that's what all, all the coaches love about you, Jade, is the ability just to really – really bring an unrivaled energy and intensity to the hardwood and and you, it must it must be a good feeling to know that you can really raise the energy of the floor like just by being there just by being there just how can i contribute i can just bring the energy it's yeah brilliant. no it's cool it's with, with that how much work have you done on how, how many how many hours a week do you put into your outside shot or your shot like, i guess for the craft and for the kids listening like for the actual craft of shooting like how many hours a week would you put into that yeah, I guess. So we have like scheduled shooting sessions. So uh, we've been doing a lot of work around that. And then I guess my own time, um, it's a bit different at the moment because we're trying to get like court availability and stuff with um, COVID and bookings and not uh, people not being able to access and certain amount of numbers in a stadium at a time. So it's been a little bit hard at the moment. But I guess when I was at the AS, I was trying to make outside of scheduled trainings between 1,000, 1,500 shots a week. So Awesome. Just getting in there, um, putting up some shots. Um, yeah, it's not going to happen without the reps. So that's something that I always tried to do outside of scheduled training. Um, we always had shot targets, but yeah, I kind of set my own targets too and 
that's what I kind of tried to do. So just working on little technique things and then, yeah, getting into like um, we've got like shooting machines. We're really lucky that, you know, catch the ball and spit the ball back out here so I don't have to run around chasing my rebounds and stuff. But, um, yeah, they're kind of my targets and what I like to do throughout the week. So yeah. hopefully we can get some courts available soon and some extra shooting time. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of what I was doing before um, moving here to uh, – well, at the AIS and then before moving um, into Canberra. But I'm sure the courts become available pretty soon. Last bit on craft and fitness and the like, um, because I think it's great for everyone listening, whether they're 16 or, or 76, I reckon it's brilliant. Um, that's I love that, by the way, that 1,500 target a week. Like for, for the young kids, doesn't matter what they're doing, sport, basketball, golf, footy, whatever, it's just repetition, repetition. Um, and just and not making it a chore. Don't want you don't. It's just part of it. It's part of your meditation for the week. You just go and shoot. Um, give me an average day, like a big day, I guess, for in the life of Jay Melbourne, and and just take us for the average day. Um, and then I've just got one more on fitness and conditioning, and we'll move on. Yeah. So at the moment, like we're so we're in the middle of preseason, so it's been pretty hectic. So, uh, every day starts at eight o'clock. Um, we're in the gym. Um, so we're either doing 75 minutes of weights or a 60 minute conditioning session. So, um, yeah, either day, uh, we do so weights three times a week, but we always start off with something like that. So we'll do that. Then we'll head to the courts, um, for about 60 to 75 minutes. We'll do some shooting and skills. So just reps, um, that's got conditioning involved in it. So we're either running to halfway between shots or running full court, something like that, just to keep us going. Um, then we have a bit of a break throughout the day and then we'll come back and do a two-hour team practice and that's usually a um, couple of drills, a couple of little teaching points at the start, but then we're into scrimmages really, five on five, um, really buying that team chemistry and stuff. And by the end of the day, like, um, yeah, you are pretty knackered, I'm not going to lie, but um, no, nah, it's all part of it. Um, so we're doing that for those kind of days four times a week at the moment. Um, but as I said, like, I just love the game. So um, none of it's really like a grind or anything like that. Like, obviously, your body sometimes will, um, yeah, want to break. But if you just push through it, um, yeah, it's all pretty enjoyable. And if you're passionate about it, um, yeah, I just really enjoy doing it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Those little bits of work and the recovery stuff, you, you no doubt you're well looked after as far as in education around regeneration, nutrition and the like. So when you're at the AS, you've got a lot of um, – a lot of a lot of help there as well. And the last one, any out, any off court away from gym type tests, like any yo yo test, beep test, two K time trial stuff in, in your game, or was that just not done in the, at the elite level of basketball? Yeah, so we haven't done any um this like so far with caps. Um at the AIS we did regular fitness testing and stuff like that once a term. What do they um, consist the of? Pardon? What do they consist of at the AIS, buddy? Yeah, like so one we'll mile do... time trial too. Yeah, we'll do. So we um don't do a lot of time trials like one k, two k, because that's kind of not relevant in the game mm-hmm. of basketball, I guess. Um, so we'll do yo 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 test, yeah, yes. uh, the agility test, um, a lot of vertical jump tests, and um, we do also do like a uh suicide test. So how fast you can do a suicide and stuff. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They're kind of not my favorite days, but um, <laughs> no, nah. it's good to. I guess. Um. It's great. I guess. I like. I do enjoy seeing the results and like the change. Um. After yeah. doing a block of work in the gym or, um, a pretty hard like fitness session or like a good uh, preseason block or something like that. So it is good, but um, yeah, <laughs> time, it's not the most enjoyable thing. No, yeah, you're you're a legend. You get you, but you you will go and knock out fifteen hundred, two thousand shots a week. So on on your own, by the way. So yeah, it's it is. And the only reason I ask that is, look, obviously we've got a lot of 
coaches around the world listen to this show. And he's good. Like, not everyone's from the same game. Um, and I, I, I myself, are definitely, is, yeah, Aussie rules, conditioning and and distance running, middle distance. So, but even the basketball, obviously more anaerobic in nature, more fast twitch in nature and that change of direction and, and just power stuff. So I'd, I wouldn't have thought there would have been too much aerobic testing per se, but it's just good to know what you guys are doing at the very pointy end. Um, yeah. And yeah, whether the caps even bother. And, and again, sometimes too much data is just irrelevant, totally yeah. irrelevant. And, what all that matters is if you can hit that that shot under a bit of fatigue, and, and it sounds like it's pretty full on, and you're going to be pretty conditioned by round one. Yeah, you feel no, we will be confident in yourself. Tell us about your idols, basketball idols, sporting idols. Is um, they don't have to be famous, but who was a couple of people that you look up to and I don't try to emulate or something from their game or something from their work ethic, which yours is eleven out of ten work ethic. So, someone in your life, famous or not, WNBA or not. Yeah, so I guess, like, one of my biggest idols has been Sue Bird. Um, she's, like, the GOAT, really, of the WNBA. Um, she's awesome. Just her court vision, like, she's still doing it at 40. She's obviously looked after herself and done all the little things well. So just what she can do on the court, um, she's unbelievable and something I've, someone I've always looked up to. Um, and then I've also really enjoyed um, Katie Ebsbury. So she played for Perth last year. She's just recently retired, but... Just the way she went about it, um, she's really good at getting into the paint, creating for herself um, and teammates. Um, yeah, just her speed combined with like her way she gets up and about on defense. Um, and she's a great leader too. So that's someone like in Australia that I've really looked up to as well. So I guess they would be my main two. But um, I always loved like watching. I love watching Steph Curry. Um, I love watching. I loved watching Kobe Bryant when he was. Um, playing um but yeah they're kind of my like those guards um that yeah can all bring something different they're kind of people that i like to watch and i've kind of looked up to and tried to steal bits out of their game yeah it's awesome great answers all four you're very multifaceted as a guard as well you play one and two quite equally um you haven't got a preference i think we spoke on the phone a few weeks ago have you got a preference um not really i guess like i'm just kind of whatever the team needs um i'm happy to play both um yeah, I kind of don't have a preference. Uh, I enjoy both. And I guess sometimes you can kind of be out there as a two, but transform into the one. So, yeah, either one, um, yeah, whatever oh. whatever works, whatever need is required. Oh, and any football idols, AFL or AFLW at the moment? Um, not really, I guess. Um, So I guess AFLW came in the year I quit. So it was kind of odd timing for me, but... um. No, I just admire the way they go about it. The game's getting better and better every year. Um, I think the skills have gotten a lot better, and um, I can't wait to look uh, watch this season as well. It's going to be great. But I guess like when I was playing footy, I always loved um, like Nathan Jones because Melbourne, like he's the Melbourne man. Um, he was always my favourite player growing up, and just his toughness and he does anything for the team. He's like the ultimate team guy, and um, I love like you need to be that to be a good teammate and stuff like that. So. Always liked him and always took a little bit of interest, I guess, in Scott Pendlebury because he's from Gippsland. He had that basketball background um, and, yeah, kind of did the both too. And you can see, like, his basketball skills translate on the footy field. So always took a little bit of interest in him. I never admitted it because he was late for Collingwood, but, um, no, he's a pretty good footballer. So, yeah, talk- I guess those two. We're talking off air, listeners, but um, Jade, was when she was in Jordan with the Opals, was able to watch finally Melbourne, their first premiership since 1964. That's a nice moment for you, buddy. And and are your Melbourne family, mum and dad and everyone? Is that 
it's just dad. So yeah. um yeah, mum 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 and the two sisters go for Hawthorne, so they've had all the, had all the luck and all the premierships the last few years, so it was good for dad and I to finally get one. Special moment for you to watch that that moment um, as a mad yeah. Melbourne because you guys went. To, did you guys go to the prelim in 2018 uh, in WA? Is that did, we did? did. You, yeah. So you yep. went across to WA, which is a long way, uh, listeners from where Jade and her family live in Victoria. So three, four, or three years ago, flew to WA to watch Melbourne get flogged, and then flew home. But to see them finally do it on the biggest stage of all, and apologies to the overseas guys, we'll get off this topic. But um, just to be able to do it in a special place in your senior Opal's debut, it's yeah, it doesn't get much better than that, I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. Um, your family, obviously, is such a big thing. Tell us about, now, your great-grandfather invented the Fredo frog. This can't be right, can it? This Is this is this some uh, obscure fact that someone's told me? The great Your great-granddad invented the Fredo frog. Is someone, <laughs> is someone taking the piss out of me and just trying to say, <laughs> get me to say that on air? Look, I believe it's true. Um, yeah, when I found out, yeah. Um, yeah, great Harry Melbourne to the Fredo Frog, Very yeah. Gee, Pretty funny are... fact, but um, no, Who's it's said... something I definitely claim and a little party trick, I guess, when people ask me what's well, something interesting about my family. I'm just giving that a tick and saying, yeah, the source was right. And I'll tell you, I'm gonna, someone's going to have to Google that for me because I haven't had a chance to. Harry Melbourne, the great Harry Melbourne, invented the very famous Fredo Frog, which is an institution here in Australia. Um, tell me about yeah, the future, Jade, and WNBA being the major, major goal, no doubt. Um, but... Is there a time frame? Where, where do you see yourself in three years? Yeah, so for me, um, I guess my two main goals in basketball have been to play for the Opals um, and play in the WNBA. I just really like, I'm just looking to play at the highest level possible. So I guess like there's a draft coming up next year or the year after that I think I can put my name in. So just depending on how I go um, in the next couple of years, um, hopefully I can put my name up for that and give myself a chance to get drafted and play in the highest league in the world. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, hopefully in three years' time, um, um, playing in a WNBA team and then playing in the WNBL as well. Um, I'd love to play all year round because I just love the game. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully maybe in Olympics. Um, but, yeah, they're kind of my goals, I guess. Um, I like to dream big because you never know what can happen. So, yeah, I guess they're, they're the two main goals. Um, but, yeah, a lot of work's got to have to be done before then. But, yeah, hopefully, if that's what I'm looking like in three years, I'll be pretty happy with myself. <laughs> pretty happy. And I don't think anyone would doubt that you'd achieve all of those, to be honest. And the big macro goals, you have to aim high. I think you're yeah. kidding yourself if you're not. And then the way you break it down in a micro level to do every day, just one day at a time, just simple, one day at a time. Look, 8 a.m. I'm here, 9 a.m. I'm here, 11 a.m. Yeah. I'm here. But you need those big macro goals. That's a necessity. Um, I love it. I love all those. And I've got no doubt you'll achieve all three um, in the very, very near future, in the next year or two or three. Um, you can tell listeners, like, we've been chatting for 40 minutes on, and you can tell just the, the character of Jade at, at just turned 19. I'm not sure what other people were doing when I was 19, but I certainly wasn't having conversations like this at this level. And I, she's just an amazing human and, and one of the real leaders of Australian basketball. Um, any last words for the listeners? Might have some young kids looking out or just, just give us 10 seconds of inspiration, Jade. Yeah, I guess like with something I've always said is if you're passionate about something, just follow it and give it 100%. Um, I knew from a young age that basketball was going to be my thing. Um, and, yeah, if if, so, if something you enjoy, um, just just go for it really. Like throw yourself in the deep end, 
figure it out because, um, yeah, the rewards that can come out of it are unbelievable and stuff. And I guess for me, basketball is just fun. Um, it's something I really enjoy doing. I'm passionate about it. And the day I don't enjoy it's probably the day I retire. So, yeah, just enjoy it if you're passionate about something. Just give it everything you got, more than 100%. And, yeah, it'll take you good places. You are, you are a ripper. That is brilliantly put, brilliantly said, as has been the last 40-odd minutes, mate. I really appreciate your time and energy. I tell you what, it won't be the last we have a Jade. Um, as, at 19, she'll be, we'll get her on every couple of years. When you are in the WNBA and you are just dominating the ESPN channels and everyone wants you, you make sure you come back to Runners Radio at least once a year and have a little, yeah. you got to, you're now one of ours. You're one of ours. you got to come back for a chat every once a year when you are absolute household name the world over. All the best in the WNBL round one, which is coming up very soon. Enjoy that with the caps. Um, the runners crew worldwide now will be following you. Um, and more locally, the Australian runners crew will definitely be all around you. And you are now our number one basketball athlete. Have a lovely day. And I'll tell you what, Jade, you've been inspiration. So we'll chat to you very soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the support. It's been awesome.